Yeah. What if I take forever doing it and then I get three likes and then that hurts my self-esteem. So I think, I mean, when I really dive deep into it, like there's all these like other little fears, which we're going to talk about, but at the core of it, I really feel like Mm -hmm. it's our own insecurities. Not feeling good enough. Imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome. Welcome to the Messy Hairstylist Podcast. I'm Kelsey Morris. And I'm Abby Warther. Whether you are a mess literally or figuratively, we are here to help you take imperfect action to find your success as a hairstylist. I feel like we've made it to the big times because we have questions coming in, not really to the podcast. It was just a question that came in over Instagram that I thought would make a great podcast episode, but as a side note, I think that we should do something to start getting like uh, listener questions in that we answer, like have certain, Ooh, that'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. Yes. So I think we should do that. We'll, we'll figure, we'll figure that out. But I think that would be a lot of fun. Okay. So this question came in on my Instagram. I had posted a couple of posts about this new guest transformation that I had, and I filmed the entire thing. Like, like I actually had a camera sitting in front of my client like face and everything. There was no hiding this new client. So I had one of my followers on Instagram ask the question on this post, how do you approach having the filming on, especially with a new guest? Mm, And mm. I loved this question because I think that this is a loaded question. Right. I'm going to guess, right? Yeah, I agree. I feel like it brings out all sorts of fears and what ifs and what we should be doing and what we don't want to be doing and all of the things. So I just thought it would be a great topic today about creating stupid content when we're working so we can market our stupid businesses. No, that's, (laughs) that's, that's. That's what she's trying mindset. to say is negative mindset. Is what she's trying to say is social media can sometimes feel stupid yeah. and like you're being corny and you know ingenuine, but it's really in actuality very important to or our that business. You just, that it's the reality that we have to do this. We and, have to. And I'm not saying that this follower was saying it was stupid. This is me. Like, even though I do it and I do love creating it, sometimes it's like, God, I hate that I have to do this. So yeah. but we do, and we're gonna talk we about do. that today. So yeah, let's run through what we can do yeah. to make, make our clients feel more comfortable. Yeah. So I think what we'll do is we're going to talk about like creating content in the salon, actually recording our clients. And I think the number one thing that everyone's brain goes to is, oh, I can't do that. All the fears, mm-hmm. all the thoughts mm-hmm. holding us back. I'm like, why can't you just set up a camera and record? What is yes. stopping you? So yes. what do you think some of the fears are, or have you heard hairstylists share their fears about that kind of stuff with you? Well, I think, I think the first fear is that their content might not be good enough, that Uh what they're recording, what they're doing is not valuable enough to put out there. So they're like, you know, we see a lot because I was just trying to think outside the box. You know, we, as scrollers, we're scrolling through IG. We see like so many videos and tutorials and different things. And it's like, it sometimes feels like it's saturated. That's flooded. There's, there's so much of it. It's like, what do I actually have to offer? That's mm-hmm. valuable. It's so enough. good. Those people are really right. good what they put right. out there. So I think that is the number one fear that I hear from other stylists. Yes. That's a, okay. That's a great point. I didn't even think about that. They're afraid that their work isn't good enough to be mm-hmm. making a video of. And what if it, Oh, I get that. What if it doesn't turn out well? What if I record this whole thing and it looks terrible? Yeah. What if I take forever doing it and then I get three likes and then that hurts my self-esteem. So I think, I mean, when I really dive deep into it, like there's all these like other little fears, which we're going to talk about, but at the core of it, I really feel like Mm -hmm. it's our own insecurities. Not feeling good enough. Imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome, all those things. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I hear a lot with 
because in my programs, it's part of the trainings that I have with the Built with Balayage Academy of um, not just how to paint hair, but then how to market yourself as a balayage specialist. So biggest number one thing is set up your camera and capture that content. So the number one thing that I hear once we get to that phase is I don't even know how to do it. There's just frozen with like not even knowing how to do it. What do I set my camera on? What can I just use my phone? How do I record it? What should I record? What angle? Literally all of the how-tos. And I think that took me a step back a little bit. I was like, oh, I guess there is a little bit of um, direction to be given about where to set up your camera. What are the best angles and things like Mm -hmm. that? But really just get an angle where you can see what you're doing. And that's, I think that's all that you need, but that is, I think one of the fears. I I do. It's definitely a fear, but it's also like, let's be serious. The reason sometimes I don't record my con my content or my clients is like, I'm too lazy to set the camera up, (laughs) like to like get it right. And then it's like in the way. So yeah, I, I, it's a fear, but it's also like just an annoyance. So Um, I, I think sometimes like you just said, and I remember a while ago you had done something. I don't, I don't remember where it was, but you gave us direction. Was it in a sunlights group and talked about like the tripod that we should use and you connected mm-hmm. it and we all went and bought it. And it's like the best yeah. tripod ever. Cause it is the best neck. tripod ever. Yeah. Yes. And it, I it have it like, sitting right next to me too. Right now. Right. I have, two, I have, I have it in one my office. Yep. Yeah. Love it. It's just a little, some like little things like that, little tips like that, that will like take you out of that fear and out of that annoyance and be like, okay, this is not that hard. I can do it. And this is how I, the angles I can find. Um, so yeah, I definitely agree that the whole setup and the angles and the way we do things is a, is a fear for stylists and feel overwhelming. And also what it can do is before you're comfortable with it, it does just add another layer. So, so I'm, I'm going to guess that this question that my follower had was how do you approach having the filming on, especially with the new guest? Yeah. I mean, let's put more pressure on me with the new guest, right? Right. (laughs) Oh my gosh. What if you like did this new guest and you were like, you were like made a big deal about filming them and you're going to do this great impactful transformation. And then it's like, okay, well, let me tell you that that's a fear last week. No, it just happened to me last week. Oh, but it's Mm -hmm. fine. But it's fine. it's fine. Okay, here's what happened. Tell I'm us gonna what say. happened. I'm going to tell you what happened. So I had to create, you know, what I had to create. I had to create this reel for a specific thing. And so it was like my main mission of that day. And I knew with this one client, she's always down for all of that kind of stuff. And we'll talk here in a little bit on how to get someone like super excited about you filming them. So she was so down for it. And I had, I was literally recording every single aspect of her service from the shampoo bowl to the application, to the fit, everything. And so the reel that I created was killer. It's gone viral for me is what I call it. It's done very, very well. Yeah, but her hair didn't turn out well. (laughs) So, but it's okay. It wasn't like a disaster of her hair. What it was is had nothing to do with the fact that I was creating content. Mm -hmm. I was not distracted. I am a very focused stylist. I was not distracted in that, but it just happened to be that her hair is hard to lift and I should have let her part line foils had foils in her hair sit for at least 10 more minutes. And I didn't because I got impatient. Yeah. So I still was able to post the reel. She contacted me and said, Hey, can we put another toner on, which actually I need to lift it more. She doesn't know that yet. And, um, it's fine. So she wasn't a new client, but 
the point but those of things story, happen. Yeah. The point of the story is, is that that, that would have happened whether I was recording or not. Right. Right. Well, and I, I think it's hard to, when you spend all this time making the content, you know, think about how much time you put into that video, recording the video, editing the video, then putting it out there, creating a caption, all the hashtags and the tags, like that's a lot of work. And if you don't feel like it was your hundred percent best content creation, it's like, it is kind of hard to put it out there. So then there's the annoyance and the fear that why am I even bothering doing this? What if, what if it doesn't turn out? I had this mm-hmm. one girl I worked with and she was so talented. I mean, she would turn out the best work. Her befores and afters were insane. And I would, I said to her like, why don't you ever take like before pictures? And she said, that's a jinx. It's a, I'm going to jinx it. If I take a before <sighs> picture or a video, I'm going to jinx it. And she was so, so dead set on it. Yeah. So like that, I agree that's with that. Like I agree with that. Fear. Yeah. Cause whenever I do have a client that it, it was like an insane transformation, never fails. I did not take the before picture. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I did not. Yeah. That happened to so, me yesterday. Did it. Oh, I hate that. Oh, but it's yeah. okay because the after is good enough that it's fine. So around creating content, filming guests, there's a lot of fears for a stylist, but I also know that I hear a lot of stylists say, well, I don't think my clients will let me. I don't think my clients would feel comfortable. So I think there's also this idea of the fear of the what ifs with what the clients we think they think. Right. Right. Yes. So the client fears is a whole different, you know, ball game. It's like, I've been a client. Have you been a, have you been a client when they're recording? Not my hair. Yes. I, I was one time okay. the client for a friend. How did you so feel? She, you know, <laughs> did you feel it, weird? I didn't feel weird. Um, but I could see where somebody would be like intimidated by it. If, um, one, if I didn't know exactly what was being done with, with the content. Yeah. So like, it's the conversation, right? So like, but, but she made me, she, I knew exactly what we were doing the content. So like, that didn't feel weird. Um, then I thought I would feel weird about like my face being in the, in the picture, but I really didn't. I was fine with that as well. So no, I didn't end up feeling weird, but I think it from that, I can understand the client's perspective yeah. and like seeing why they, they might feel weird, but I don't know. What do you, what do you think the client's feelings are towards it? I think that the, every client is totally different. And mm-hmm. I think that we need to approach it like that. Right. Not assume That's my thought process. that nobody wants it done. That nobody, that all of our clients are uncomfortable with it or, and not assume that they're all going to be fine with it. So mm-hmm. I like to approach it like client by client. And if I know I want to film something with that client that day, as they're sitting down before we even start the consultation, I ask them, Hey, I think I'm going to record some of this to um, some of your service today to post on my social media. Are you okay with that? Are you comfortable? And right away, I can tell either they say yes or no body language. A lot of times it's like, oh my gosh, yes, but don't show my face. But Mm -hmm. I don't even get that much of that anymore. But what I also say very quickly is I will be setting up my camera and hitting record, but don't worry. The second I start editing, I remove all of our conversation. Audio. Yes. That is so important. That yeah, is so important. That's and I do. One. That's literally what I do. It's the last thing I want to do because I'm speeding up stuff. I'm editing things. I don't want to hear our conversation. I don't want to hear my, I don't want to hear what I'm talking about. Like, oh, yeah. oh my God, I'm such a dork. Why was I talking about that? You know, right, like, right. so um, I, for me, I try to set that environment for, yes, I'm going to create content. 
while I'm doing your hair. But one of the things that I teach the stylists in my programs is we're going to set it up. So it's a set up and forget scenario. Mm-hmm. Oh, I and love I, that. I was thinking that in my brain. That's what yeah. I was just thinking. It's like, yes. Explain, yes. I explain. think that's very, very important. So with this, that one reel I told you about earlier, that was not a setup and forget that had to be a very intentional um, reel for a certain purpose. So that one I was very hands-on with, but 99.9% of the time it's a setup and forget. So I take that tripod, I put it in an angle that I know that I will be at most and I hit record and I forget about it. I do not want to be fumbling around with the camera, trying to get different mm-hmm. angles constantly and distracting myself with right. the work that I'm doing, because I am number one, most conscious about, is my guest comfortable? Am I giving an amazing service? That's number one. And then if I can get good content off of that service, that's the second priority, not the main priority. So I think that that is the issue is that we worry that we're going to um, make the guests feel like we only care about the content we're creating, not the hair that we're doing. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's something that does need to be considered because you don't, you never want to have your client feel like that. You know, I, early on in my recording content days, I had the wrong tripod and it was literally always in the way. And mm-hmm. I felt myself like trying to like move my body in weird angles to like get around the, yes. the camera. And so yeah. I wasn't able. And then your body positioning is off. Is wrong. Yeah. And then yeah. everything's not the whole, you know what I mean? Like it takes you longer. You're maybe not able to put a hundred percent into it. So I do think it is important to like play around. Maybe if you're just starting to try to record content, like, put it in your chair and like, you know, have a friend sit in there so you can see what it's like to move around it and like find a good position for it. Do a little test run. And the the lighting. Yeah. It takes time. You're not going to find the perfect spot when you first start recording, but I know like two to three spots, I can set my tripod up and I set it a little further away, a little higher up pointing down so that when I edit, I can zoom in or zoom out and it's Mm. out of my way. Yeah. And then, and if, and if it wasn't good, then I just don't use it. Right. You don't always have to use it just because recorded. It doesn't mean you have to use it. Right. 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 Yeah. So, so okay. No, wait, no. I have a question. So do you always ask your client? Like, are you, you comfortable with me showing your face? If I honestly, I don't just recently have, I started recording their faces from the front mm-hmm. just recently. So, um, all of these years, I've really more recorded the back of their hair and the actual work that I'm doing. So if their face is going to be in it, yes, I do ask them. Do you feel as though that the content you created with their face in it does better than without it? Yeah, that's what, that's exactly why I have completely changed up my, um, approach and, and we always should be, I, I'm, I'll have some, I'll be doing something different a year from now, but lately I'm not showing more close-ups of the work that I'm doing. I'm actually showing more of like a bird's eye view kind of behind the scenes. So you can get the whole atmosphere of the salon rather than just it. the work that I'm doing. And yeah. I think that works for both me as an educator, but also I think actually works even better for me as a stylist building a clientele. Right. And I don't, I think it's important. Like you just said, you know, you'll in a year, maybe doing something different, but to shift with the, to shift with what's happening in the industry. So those type of things make you stand out the Mm -hmm. bird's eye view, the, like get a vibe of the whole salon. Now people are into the whole vibes, the whole process. They don't want to just see the technical thing. They want to see the 
Yes. Mm -hmm. That is very important right now. So good little shift there. Yeah. It's, it's been fun too. And it's much easier because I'll just set up the tripod and then I just record the whole service and then I edit it together. And then I just voice over and I say, join me today while I do blah, blah, blah. And then I just Mm. talk casually and not officially like the last reel I put up that did really well. Um, I like said a word wrong and I'm like, Oh, that should be a word. And, and I kept that in my reel, you know, cause I just like, it's real and people relate to that. So, okay. We talk about fears. We talk about fears of the stylist. We talk about fears that we think the clients have. And, um, but really I think once you start the process, clients are excited about it. So we can't assume we, maybe that's why we just ask permission, Mm -hmm. um, before we do it and we find out, but why are we doing this? So let's talk about like, is it actually important? Like, what do you think? Is this something that you really think that we should be doing? Is this something that's just like bonus? What do you, what are your thoughts? Oh gosh. I I think it's maybe, I mean, especially if you're building a client base, like one of the most important things that you can be doing, um, to really gain new clientele, um, gain the clients that you want, mm-hmm. you know, that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and to really like showcase your work. I don't know, building a portfolio, but it's so much different than back in the day when you were able to just post a still shot on your page. And remember when everything was about cohesive pages, Instagram pages, yeah. and yeah. it was like, all your pictures looked the same and yes. you just wanted to like, and it was beautiful <laughs> as we've seen the shift. Now that these these videos and this content are so much more difficult to make, but they're so much more valuable. So yeah, I yes. think it's incredibly important. I, I I don't know. I disagree. I think that once you learn basic editing skills, I think that the videos are so much easier. I hated posting pictures and all the editing and getting the little hairs out and the oh my gosh, I forgot about that. I hate all of the that. editing I of the hairs it. out and like all I the apps you had it. to use for like one little picture. You're right. I hate it. And then the ones that do well are the people who have clients that all look like supermodels, but do they, or is it just a good face tune? I don't know, you know, and I don't want to do that to my clients. Oh, side story here. I just saw sidebar. I just saw, um, a woman on TikTok who is not a hairstylist. She is a client. She went to a very upscale hair salon in LA and loved her hair was great. They took all the after photos and then she shared the photo that they shared of her on their Instagram. And it looked nothing like her, her nice buttery blonde was like ashy ash. Her face looked completely different. They didn't just like add a little zhuzh from Facetune. Like she looks different. Like what? Yeah. She said, I'm always self-conscious about her chin. And they like really chiseled out her chin with Facetune. She was so upset. I was gonna say, was she mad? Is that even legal? Can you do that to somebody? I don't know. And, and, but she was so upset. And so good for her. She DM'd the salon and was like, this looks nothing like me. This is very hurtful that you like altered my actual physical appearance, like her chin. Um, now she's like, now they're making me feel worse about my chin because they felt like it needed fixed too. And it's like, you know, that editing stuff is a slippery slope. Like it's you're like cat, you're like catfishing. You clients. are. You're catfishing clients. That's like the best I've ever heard. Seriously, I mean, you how many because- converse- conversations you've had had with a client who brings in like a picture that's been so edited, and you're like, yeah, this yes. isn't real. Like, yes. I can tell you so, right now, it's not real. But so why they- are you going to set your own self up like that? For failure. For <laughs> 
You're going to fail that until just right now when you're right. heavily filtering everything of all your after pictures. And then your real clients come in and want the work that you're posting and you, they don't even look like that. Ugh. I didn't think so, about that. Yeah. Catfishing wow. clients. Watch <sighs> out. So what I was going to say is, is it necessary? Do we need to do this? Right. And you're saying yes. You I'm think saying yes. So, yeah, I agree. I think that it is. And, but also, you know, you and I, we always kind of look at both ends of things. It's like, mm-hmm. is it necessary? Yes. If you are trying to build, you want to raise your prices, right. you want to elevate your business. If you want any sort of growth, then yes, it is Great. necessary because that is the name of the game. Like I said earlier in the podcast, is it stupid? Is it annoying? Do I get frustrated with it? Of course. There are times I have been radio silent on my Instagram for months this year. And I've just started to pick it up again and that's okay. And now that I gave myself some space when I needed it, I'm excited to create content again. And now I'm busting it out and it's doing pretty well and I feel happy about it. So, and, and am I trying to build a stronger clientele or trying to build um, a a bigger clientele? No, but I want to stay relevant. Oh, yes. That's a great way to put it. Well, and also you have multiple streams of of income businesses. Like it's relevant for your education. It's relevant for, um, you know, I'm trying to think of the other, like your coaching. Like, so Mm -hmm. you're right. It's about, even if it's not for you necessarily about gaining new clients or the clients that you like, it is relevant in other ways. So well, that's really, a really good way to put about, it. I feel rele- I, it's, it, it helps me feel relevant as a hairstylist doing hair behind the chair. Well, absolutely. Because, because like I couldn't do all those other things. I feel like if I wasn't still actively doing hair mm-hmm. at the chair. So mm-hmm. I think that it's really important if you're feeling like burnt out or feeling like uninspired with your work, like, if you're posting on social media, that's going to help you stay a little fresh, but I understand Agree. that the fears can get in the way. Agree. Well, and it, it lets be serious. Like I said earlier, it, it can feel defeating when mm-hmm. you take a lot of time to put into something and you're not getting the feedback that you had hoped for. Right. So I, I think that's the number one thing is just don't allow it to defeat you mm-hmm. um, because people do just scroll by. People are seeing it. They might just scroll by and they might not have liked it. They might not have commented, but people are seeing it and do it for yourself. Like you said, I love that because it's not necessarily how many likes you're getting or, you know, how many people have commented on it. It's more about, you know, how you feel and how it makes you feel. So yes, I agree. It's well, a really good me, point. I, I, I do want to share this one quick story of I have this one coaching student who she's been in the industry for probably 30 years and she really doesn't touch Instagram all that much. And she's on Facebook and it works for her. And so over this last year, she has increased her income by like 300%. It's nuts. And it is literally all because she has started to share her work on Facebook through video and through posting. And so we've been working on that kind of stuff with her. She's like, I don't know what to talk about. I'm like, whatever you find exciting in the salon, in the hair that you're doing, just start posting it. Even if you feel like no one's watching it, no one's liking it or or commenting, she has been getting new client after new client after new client, even though her engagement on her social media isn't showing that her actual new clients coming in is. So I always find that our local communities aren't always the heavy hitters of the likers and the comments and the sharers, but they're going to take action if you're Ooh. showing up consistently and they're going to yes, come in will. and get in your chair. 
Yes, they will. You are so right about that. But I do want you to say one more thing because we're almost out of time. But one thing we didn't talk about was you said the social media snowball. Mm. And I loved that little snippet. Explain to everybody what the social media snowball is. Okay. So the social media snowball, what I consider that is, so say you're that stylist that you do not create content and you're afraid to start doing it. You're afraid of what your clients are going to think. You're going to afraid, you're afraid that they will feel uncomfortable. So what we do is we start this social media snowball. So the end result is like where I'm at now, if I have a new client come in or any of my current clients and I say, Hey, do you mind if I record? Yeah, no problem. They cut me off. They know exactly what I'm all about. They know what I do that I create content. And that's only there because I started this, this snowball, um, years ago. So what this means is you first have to set it up to make your environment comfortable for your guests and make sure that they know that they're the number one priority. Then, like we already talked about, you have those conversations. Do you mind if I film you? This is how I'm going to use it. You could maybe show some examples of your work that you've already done and you start posting. So when you first start posting, it's going to be new for your clientele in your area. But once you start doing it and clients start finding you or seeing your work on Instagram and they're following you, they will be excited because they'll want to be featured too. Right. We can't discount how much, how validating that is for the client for you to post the hair that you did on them. Because that shows that you're also proud of the hair that you did on them. Mm -hmm. So once you just get that ball rolling. Then that's what I call the social media snowball is that your clients will start coming in, hoping that you're going to ask, can, can I record you? Can I record the service I'm going to do on you? And it starts to become this part of your culture in your salon that it also sets the tone that you are running a business. This isn't your hobby. You're running a business. This is me doing your hair. I'm proud of the work that I do. I'm proud of the hair that you're walking out with. I'm going to record it. I'm going to post it. I'm going to market it. And it's a huge social media snowball so that you can continue to grow this business that you have. Right, right. I love that. That's such a great fact. Such a great way to look at it. Just get that ball rolling. I think it's a great way to end it.